Thank you for listening to the Servants of Christ Jesus podcast. Today's homily from Father Paul Koska comes from Holy Thursday. To support the Servants of Christ Jesus, please visit scjesus.org. In inquiring with different men, most, most people said yes relatively quickly to the offer of having their feet washed. I'll mention the person who I asked that, uh, who said he, he was reluctant to say yes. And I was like, you're in good company, right? Because St. Peter himself was hesitant to have his feet washed. Uh, this humble act of Jesus uh, to stoop down, not just to our level on a face-to-face level, but Jesus who stoops down uh, to our feet, to wash our feet. Uh, Jesus who humbles uh, himself for our sake uh, is what this whole time is really about. Uh, This whole time is about Jesus emptying himself for our sake, out of love for us. And uh, we hear in the first reading about the, some of the instruction um, that the Lord gives uh, in regards uh, to the original Passover. Uh, the disposition of the people is supposed to be like those in flight. The people are supposed to be clothed for a journey, to have their walking stick in their hand, because the Lord is about to strike down the firstborn of man and beast in Egypt and he will execute judgment on all the gods of Egypt according to the scripture. And why why is the Lord doing this? Why is the Lord executing judgment on the gods of Egypt? Why is he uh, punishing uh, the people of Egypt? And I think part of it is because it is in a sense that God is doing an exorcism on the people of Israel. He is doing... Uh, to the people of Israel, he is showing them his power over the false gods of Egypt and the idols of Egypt that they are most likely attached to having been in Egypt for hundreds of years. And so God is, in a sense, exercising the people of Israel, uh, breaking their connection with the false gods of Egypt and attaching them to himself. The other reason why it seems that the Lord is doing the uh, executing judgment on Egypt is obviously because Egypt itself had attempted to kill off uh, the young boys of Israel. And so there's a sense of uh, showing the justice of the Lord, uh, making Israel, showing that Israel is his chosen people, that the Lord has bound himself to his people. And then the Lord commands uh, this memorial sacrifice, this Passover meal, to be celebrated in a perpetual observance uh, to remind the people of Israel of God's active intervention and the sacrifice that was required in God's active intervention. God intervened uh, on towards the people of Israel to set them free and the cost of them being protected from death from the judgment was the blood of a lamb each family 
uh, was to have a lamb. And each family was not only to sacrifice the lamb, but to eat the lamb and to put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. And so there's this reminder uh, in every year, in every generation for the people of Israel of what the Lord has done for them. And so we are called to remember as well what the Lord has done for us. And this is this remembering and this celebrating of the Passover is continued in the new covenant where in connection with the Passover Jesus institutes a new sacrifice in which he gives not the blood or flesh of an animal but gives us his own body and blood the memorial offering which will make present the sacrifice that he is about to offer on the altar of the cross and just like the people of Israel were commanded to celebrate the Passover, Jesus himself in the Last Supper tells us, do this in memory of me. And so we commemorate, we remember the sacrifice of Jesus through the sacrifice of the Last Supper, the gift of the Last Supper, which Jesus himself gives to us. Not simply as an empty ritual, but rather a rich ritual that is full of meaning and is the gift which we are then able to receive life. Uh, Today, the church in her instruction about this particular day in the Roman Missal reminds a priest to highlight the fact that on this night, Jesus establishes Uh, the sacrament of the Eucharist, but he also, in establishing the sacrament of the Eucharist and washing the feet of the apostles, he's establishing and building up the new covenant priesthood. And the Eucharistic sacrifice is the foundation of the priesthood. Jesus, who offers himself, Jesus, who gives himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity, to us in the Eucharist, to us in the Mass, is the model for the priesthood. And priests, including the three of us here, should examine ourselves in light of what Jesus does for the disciples today, what Jesus does for his apostles, emptying himself, laying down his life for them, and even being willing to wash their feet. And he gives on this night an example of humility and washing their feet. And then Jesus says to his disciples after having washed their feet, If I therefore your master and teacher have washed your feet, he goes on to say, You ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you a model to follow, so that as I have done for you, you ought to do for one another. He loved his own who were in the world, and he loved them to the end. He loved them both in service through the external action of washing the disciples' feet. But Jesus also loved them in the depth of his heart. Jesus did not serve his apostles this night begrudgingly, but with a generous heart with a heart of love, with a profound heart of love for us. And Jesus' teaching and example are particularly important for priests, as I mentioned, 
but it is applicable to the whole people of God. And Jesus invites us to become like him. Uh, a recent theologian back, uh, who is actually a mentor of Pope John Paul II and was highlighted in the Magnificat, commented on this particular passage, and I think it was helpful. He says this, Our Savior gives himself to us as food, not so that we will assimilate him into ourselves, but that, so that we may become more and more like him, ever more vivified, which means brought to life, and sanctified, which mean, be, means being made holy, by being incorporated into him. We are incorporated into Jesus. While we do receive Jesus, what Father Lagrange is highlighting is the fact that we participate in Jesus. We have the capacity then uh, to become more and more like Jesus. And so as, as we begin the great mysteries of the Easter Triduum, we beg the Lord for the grace, first and foremost, to receive his love for us. Receive his love for us, which abides in the depth of his heart and is poured out for us tonight in the gift of his body and blood on the altar and will be poured out for us uh, tomorrow on Good Friday uh, on the cross when he gives everything for us. And then he invites us to participate in him, uh, to be assimilated into him, to be attached to him so that we can become more and more like him. Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. I mean, to always remember that he loved us first. That he, it was not that we love God. These three days, uh, this great celebration of the Easter Triduum is not so much about our love for God because our love for God wanes and fails and struggles, but it's a reminder to us of his love for us, that he chooses us, that he loves us and calls us by name. And so may we have the grace uh, during this Triduum, during this Holy Thursday, to appreciate the love he has for us, his faithfulness to us, and the fact that he loved us to the end and he loved his apostles and his disciples uh, even to the end of his life.